Hi, this is Steve with Thresher Media Group. Welcome to When You're Ready to Listen. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the truth about God, things you may not have understood, may not have been taught, or quite frankly, had a very hard time believing. And since our entire relationship with God rests on believing, it is important we learn how to separate the truth from the many lies and fictions that abound within the religion of Christianity. So when you're ready to listen, tune in and discover a pathway to freedom, encouragement, life, and hope. We are in Jesus Has a Name, Episode 7, Call Upon His Name, Part 3. We have been systematically working through what it means to call upon His name. We have been using Romans 10, 8-13 as our primary text. And we are in the final section of this passage in verses 12 through 13. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same is Yahweh of all, abounding in riches for all who call on him. For whoever will call on the name of Yahweh will be saved. The Yahweh of all. Yahweh makes no distinction among the races and tongues of mankind. Yahweh is well. Yahweh of all. Remember. Since the underlying Hebrew text utilizes Yahweh and not Adonai, I substitute Yahweh for the translation Lord. It just makes more contextual sense. Next, we are told that he is abounding in riches for all who call on him. Gotta love those riches, right? Sorry, but that's a mistranslation. The preposition in is not in the text, and riches is a verb in the present tense, and it is a participle. It is also not talking about silver and gold, but to have increase, which is why it was loosely translated as riches. However, we should understand this to mean that he is now and continually increasing unto all who dig down deep in their soul and choose to now be calling on his name. Yahweh wants to now be increasing in our lives, possessing more and more of our being. Accordingly, we are encouraged to dig down deep in our soul and choose to be continually calling upon his name. He increases to all who call upon him. To call upon him is rendered in the present middle participle. Let me explain. We are to now call upon his name, the present tense. We are to dig down deep in our soul and choose to call upon his name, the middle voice. And we are to continually call upon his name. It is to be our ongoing experience, the participle. And this makes perfect sense. Our God is Yahweh, the I am. And he wants us to know him fully and experience him in an increasing degree. But he never forces himself upon us. He always respects our personal sovereignty. After all, it is a mutual relationship that he wants to have with us. Therefore, he wants us to want him like he wants us, as reciprocity is at the center of every healthy relationship. And remember, he is maniacally obsessed with us. After all, we are his own personal possession. And he wants us to become similarly maniacally obsessed with him. Therefore, he wants us to learn to call upon him for every part of our life. This is to be how we live and survive our time on this earth. 
It is how we will find the strength to continue to walk down the narrow path of tribulation or squeezing. And it is how we find life, his life, the famed abundant life. However, for us to be willing to dig down deep in our soul and choose to be calling on his name, we must first get to know him by name and decide that he is safe. His name is safe. He is trustworthy. And despite the process, there is no safer place to be. And this brings us to the grand finale, the 4th of July firework explosion. For whoever will call on the name of Yahweh will be saved. To call upon his name. What a powerful and glorious reality. Salvation is experienced or it is acquired as we choose to call on his name, which, by the way, is what the whole transformation process is all about. As we choose to walk down the road of trouble or squeezing, he wants us to learn to call out to him and to no other and come to know him intimately by name such that we come to trust him implicitly. In this instance, will call is rendered in the aorist middle subjunctive. Hence, this is not a one-time crying out or appeal to Yahweh, as in saying the sinner's prayer or some other prayer of salvation that has been marketed throughout Christianity. In addition, it is not something you must do over and over again. But being in the aorist tense and middle voice, it signifies how we must choose to dig down deep in our soul and live as a matter of lifestyle. To call out to Yahweh must be the way of life that we have chosen. Being in the subjunctive, it just means that it is not guaranteed that everyone is going to reach out to Yahweh in this manner. Remember, there's a lot of useless salt out there. In other words, we are not talking about an emotional response to an appeal at an altar call that tends to fade once the emotion fades. We are talking about an enduring choice that becomes or defines a way of life. Second, will be saved is in the future passive indicative. This is a critical distinction. As we have discussed, the salvation is not speaking of eternal life or a golden ticket to heaven. Therefore, with saved being in the future passive indicative, we can be confident that if we call on his name, he will deliver us. He will save us from everything about which we need to be saved. He will save us from our flesh, from our fear, our shame, our pride. He will save us from legalism and condemnation, from our goodness, and from all the dysfunctional ways we choose things and people other than God to seek satisfaction and to find our hope. He will also save us from the power of the enemy to rule over our lives with lies about Yahweh's personhood and lies which distort his name. Hence, those who call on Yahweh will be saved and their salvation will come as a result of the Spirit, causing them to confess Jesus as their I am. And our salvation will be acquired through crucifixion, through the death of all that is within us that even now refuses to confess that Jesus is our I am. By the way, this promise of salvation is the responsibility of Yahweh Yasha, our I am who frees us. This is one of the names of God that we will study. Moreover, with saved being rendered in the passive indicative, 
It is a promise, a guarantee that if we call on Yahweh as a matter of our lifestyle, he will get the work done. He will do it. Hence the use of the passive voice. And that is a statement of fact indicated by the indicative mood. This is so comforting. We simply have no power to transform our own lives into his image. Just like we have no power to be good. The source matters. The source is everything. He must do the transformation. He must bring forth our salvation. And we must simply choose to cooperate with him. To be willing. In other words, we must be willing to present our bodies to him as a living sacrifice such that he can put to death all that is in us that refuses to believe that he is, I am. Our willingness to call upon his name becomes evident when we stop trying to change for God, when we stop trying to do it right, to not sin, to better our lives and so on. The ironic thing is that only God is good. Therefore, every time we try so hard to stop sinning, The trying itself is sin. Get over it. It is such an unproductive waste of time and energy. If we are willing, Yahweh will ensure that we know his salvation and we will experience his righteousness. Again, this is a deliverance from our flesh, a deliverance from fear, and a deliverance from the power of the enemy. He will answer our prayers to know him as he will be increasing towards us and he will do whatever it takes to transform us into the image of the son. We just need to call upon him. Calling upon him is to define our life. While that sounds wonderful, believe me, it is absolutely, unequivocally, terrifying. He will do literally whatever it takes to accomplish his goal, with the exception that he will not violate our personal sovereignty. He will never force us. What this means is that nothing in our lives is safe. Nothing is sacred to God and no relationship is secure. He will use whatever it takes to circumcise us away from holding to all that opposes him. This is the reason why the third thing we must believe is so important. We have to understand that we're aliens and strangers in this world. We do not belong here. Therefore, he must detach us from this place. The great news, however, is that since he died for our sin, he's not worried about our sin. In fact, he expects it. He just wants to convince us that it is a good thing to let him invade and conquer our lives and to remove all that stands in opposition to his being both our king and our favorite lover. However, since most of us are not aware of the depth and magnitude of the fear and weakness that resides in our soul, the fear that causes us to hold to our wrong beliefs about God and to our obstinate and defiant unbelief in Him, He's got to work pretty hard. After all, it is extremely difficult to understand and accept that our heart is desperately sick and more deceitful than all else. As we have all been deceived into believing, it's not really all that bad. Therefore, Yahweh must break, shock, dig, crack, explode even, and tear out all manner of wickedness to get us to freely release to him what he wants out of us. Again, nothing is sacred. 
And for those who find salvation, little in their life escapes this process. All are affected and everything is impacted. As I said, this whole process is absolutely, unequivocally terrifying. This is the reason there are so few who are found to now be walking down the road of squeezing that is now leading to life. Salvation is the promise. Unrestrained freedom is the guarantee. Righteousness is the reward. He just wants us to want it like he wants it for us. If so, we will be saved. This understanding captures our need to now be found believing and calling upon his name. The name Yahweh. Let's begin to tie this all together. The Bible often utilizes the name Yahweh as a compound term, as it is associated with many extensions which help us understand who Yahweh is and how he practically functions in our lives as our I am. A few examples which we've already touched on are the compound names Yahweh Yasha, Yahweh who sets us free, Yahweh Adonai, Yahweh the Sovereign, and Yahweh Ra, Yahweh our Shepherd. These compound names give to us a practical and tangible means of understanding the name Yahweh who he is, and who he wants to be in our lives. He is the one who will deliver or free us, Yasha. He is the one who will orchestrate every detail of our lives towards that purpose, Adonai. And he will lead our steps and guide us to every pasture in which he determines we need to dwell to bring forth our freedom, Ra. The beauty of it all is that these compound names clearly define for us what we need to believe about our God. In other words, they give our invisible God substance and tangibility such that we are calling on extremely specific names for extremely specific reasons. These names make Yahweh even more relational as they give us understanding of the tangible places within our lives that he wants to possess. Hence, these compound names are associated with the areas of our life that he must conquer. And in a strange way, They set forth the antithesis of our life without him as we attempt to be our own God. The good news, however, is that Yahweh never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thus, these are his names forever, the names we must know and come to bet our lives upon. And unless we are willing to bet our lives upon his name, we simply will not come to know him by name. Remember, everything with God is personal. He wants us to know him as he is by his name. Therefore, to know our God, we must personally and intimately experience each of his names. In fact, the transforming work he does in our lives is to teach us why it is always, in and each and every circumstance, better to believe in his name with our heart, mind, soul, and strength than it is to trust in man, especially ourselves, and how to believe in his name, how to be willing to let the Holy Spirit cause us to now be believing. This is the essence of faith, betting our lives on the truth which God has revealed about himself through his name. After all, it is by believing that we will have life in the power of his name. 
Over the next number of episodes, we'll be going through each name and understanding more about who our God is and how he wants us to relate to him so that we might know his salvation, his unrestrained freedom from shame, fear, and our pride as we come to call upon his name in abject neediness for all of him, all the time, in every circumstance. Blessed are the poor in spirit, those who know their abject neediness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, the Lord's name has been defined for us by the Spirit of God, so we do not have to go far to understand his name or how it is used. Each name sets forth an aspect of his character and personhood, and therefore it lays down for us the plumb line as to what it means to now be believing upon and whom it is that we are calling upon. This has all been reflected in our theme of the study. If we call on his name, we will be saved, for there's much power in the name when it is accompanied by faith. And as we have learned, faith is not just about a belief in the truth. It's about actively believing the truth until it becomes our personal truth that is deeply rooted in our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Accordingly, as the Spirit causes us to believe, we must become willing to dig down deep in our soul and choose to bet our lives on the truth as, as it is revealed to us in each name. Make no mistake, however, this is a work of the Spirit. It's an iterative work, and it grows over time. The Spirit will lead us in all truth. That is His job. For our part, we must let Him. That is the pathway of believing. Therefore, as we go through these names, I want you to ask yourself whether you know Yahweh in this capacity. And when I say no, again, I'm not talking about having an intellectual understanding of these names or even an emotional response to these names. Honestly, ask yourself if you know him by his name in your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Ask yourself if his name defines your life and describes your practical existence. Ask yourself if his name the banner which flies over your life. If not, invite the Spirit to begin to teach you and instruct you in believing. It's a prayer he loves to hear. Once again, we are talking about betting our lives on the character and nature of God, believing that he will always be who he says he is, our I am. And since each name is a compound name of Yahweh, we can think about them in a very personal manner, utilizing the I am. For instance, Yahweh Yasha can be read as, I am freedom or salvation. And Yahweh Adonai can be read as, I am the Lord. The names that have been revealed to us are as follows. And this is the order in which we will address them. Yahweh Adonai, I am Lord, the sovereign, your master and ultimate despot. Yahweh Nisi, I am your refuge or your banner. Yahweh Ra, I am your shepherd. Yahweh Rapha, I am healing. Yahweh Shema, I am there. Yahweh Sidkenu, I am your righteousness. Yahweh Makodeshkem, I am holy, the one who sanctifies you or sets you apart. Yahweh Kana, I am jealous. Yahweh Jara, I am provision. Yahweh Shalom, I am peace. Yahweh Sabaoth, I am Yahweh of heaven's armies. 
And finally, Yahweh Yasha, I am freedom or salvation. This will be a fun journey, but I must warn you, it will also be a very difficult journey as each name reveals something quite unique about Yahweh's character and his nature, which exposes our wrong belief and unbelief, the areas in our life that he needs to conquer and possess. We tend not to like being exposed or having our religious bubble of delusion busted, but it is good to live in reality instead of continuing to live in a delusion. As such, Some of what we learn will fit perfectly into the constructs which you have created for Yahweh in your mind and in your heart. But do not be surprised if much of it shocks the conscience and disturbs your sensibilities. I know it does mine. Again, I'm not promising that this will be easy, but it will be a realistic journey unveiling what God has said about himself without the mask of religion to cloud our view of who our God says he is. I like to say, that we are going to get a glimpse of raw God. With that said, we'll stop right here and pick up next week with a name to which we have already been introduced, Yahweh Adonai. To get a free download of the full written transcript with all the scripture references footnoted, please go to threshermediagroup.com. That is T-H-R-E-S-H-E-R mediagroup.com This is Steve with Thresher Media Group. When you're ready to listen, tune in.